Hey guys, what the fuck is up? It's Spilly and welcome back to No Bleeps. I'm really excited for this episode because we're talking about Outer Banks at some point and I just, I have so many things to say. I have theories. I have things to vent to you guys about. So I can't wait to get into that, but there is also a lot of other things that I want to talk to you guys about, life updates, and also a lot of tea going on in the community, things that I want to share with you guys. So let's just dive right on into it. Obviously, from the title of this episode, you guys know we're talking about Jesse and Gabby Hanna, and that is something I literally just made a video about. And this is like probably like my third or fourth video that I've made in the last couple of months about Gabby and the series that she's been doing on her channel, trying to kind of combat everything that's ever been said about her by either creators, people on the internet, like drama channels, rumors that have gone on regarding her and Jesse Smiles and a whole bunch of other things. So, you know, Gabby has been putting out these hour-long videos on her channel just trying to say, hey, I'm not as shitty as other people are making me out to be. I, you know, acted this way because this person was like this or I didn't have this. Like, you know, on Escape the Night, she said that she was a, quote, nightmare to work with because she did not have, like, the proper dietary foods to eat on set. And when she's talking about Jesse, she's saying that Jesse is the one that ruined her life and made these lies and rumors about her and is a manipulative person and is out to ruin, you know, Gabby's life. And when it comes to Trisha, Gabby is saying things like Trisha is lying, gaslighting Gabby, faking that they were never friends when they really were, things of that nature. And so every single video, everyone has really come back with a response. And that's been kind of the craziest part to see. I mean, Joey Graceffa and Daniel Prada both came out with videos talking about Gabby's behavior on Escape the Night, saying, hey, we provided you with the proper dietary foods and we went out of our way to even give it to you. And we did that despite the fact that you never even filled out the forms for your dietary needs. You know, so that was something that when people watched that, they were like, Gabby, um, your points aren't really that valid. Like just because you don't have the proper food, like maybe bring your own lunch that day, bring your own food because, you know, saying that you were bratty or you were a nightmare to work with because you didn't have the right food when you could have brought your own food is definitely something that people were just like, no, 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 you can't complain about that. And we're not going to excuse your behavior because of that. And then there's the Jesse smile situation. Jesse has come out and made videos in response to Gabby in the past. And so when Jesse came out to address the things that Gabby was going to be saying in her series, this was truly when things started to go extra, extra downhill and Gabby kind of put pause on the series for a little bit. Obviously, she's come back now. That's why we're talking about it. But a lot of people felt that Gabby bringing up Jesse was particularly upsetting at this time because Jesse is pregnant right now. People feel like she doesn't need to be going through any sort of stress right now because she is pregnant with her rainbow baby and people just don't want her to have to think about the things that Gabby is talking about because of the fact that when Gabby is talking about 
her relationship with Jesse and talking about what happened in their friendship and the drama between them and why they don't like each other and why they're always, you know, coming at each other. The main point is that Gabby is upset and believes that Jesse started this rumor, fueled these lies that Gabby was friends with and took the side of Curtis Lepore when the TMZ article dropped that he had done something very horrible to Jesse Smiles. You know, the rumor was that Jesse was upset that Gabby was staying friends with Curtis over her friend Jesse. We know now, Jesse has said in her video, she's clarified that her and Gabby were not friends at the time when the article came out. Her and Gabby were friends afterwards, and Gabby had tweeted things that were negative towards that whole situation with Curtis and Jesse, but they were not friends. And Gabby apologized to Jesse later on. Uh, later down the line and the two of them became friends at that point in time. So there was never a time where Jesse was like, what the fuck? Like my friend Gabby is friends with Curtis and he's taking his side. Like that isn't something that happened. Like they were not friends at that time at all. Um, So Gabby wasn't being like a bad friend during that time to Jesse. Like they were not friends. But basically Gabby has been saying in most of her videos that because of this rumor, she feels that Jesse had started she feels like she has the ability to talk about the situation that is quite traumatic to Jesse because of the context of what happened between her and Curtis. But Gabby feels like she has the ability to talk about it because she feels like Jesse dragged her into this drama by fueling a rumor and ruining her career and her reputation through this rumor. And I said this in the video that I just recorded and I feel like it was a pretty solid like understanding of what's going on. Like I feel like Gabby wants so badly to defend herself and that she feels that she's kind of stuck because she wants to say, hey, Jesse was really mean to me. We had this really not so good friendship. It was really toxic. And she did a lot of things that hurt me. But, you know, in order for Gabby to come out and talk about Jesse and for her to say what happened in their friendship, she has to bring up this really traumatic event that happened to Jesse. That makes Gabby look so bad. Like it makes her look so bad. Like her having to bring up somebody else's trauma that they don't want brought up in order to be like, hey, you're a shitty person. You were really shitty to me is like, it's like level 10, like so bad. Because I think in any other case, if it was just kind of like, hey, we're not friends because she talks shit about me and, you know, that's that. I think everyone could move on. I think Jossie would just be like, all right, like, you know, I said some mean things. You said some mean things to me and let's just not be friends ever again and let's leave it at that. But the weight and the weight of the story is just so overwhelming that it just like really ignites a lot of response and it's upsetting. And so Jesse has said now that she's not going to respond to Gabby any longer. She's done talking about this situation. And a lot of people are really hoping that Gabby as well is really truly done talking about the situation. I don't know if her series is over or what. I mean, I really do kind of hope it is for her sake just because it truly does need to end. And I hope that she never talks about Jesse again and that she can move on. She gets a closure that she needed from making the series. And 
she can live her happiest life making music and making art and that be that because this series and her venting about all this stuff definitely wasn't, you know, healing her public image, that is for sure. But that's the situation that is kind of the update on what's been going on between the two of them. The other sort of drama that happened this week was Tana and Trisha getting together to do Tana's podcast canceled. The two of them sat down and actually had a conversation for like the first time ever. I mean, like they've been on David's vlogs together, but they've never really like had a sit down conversation and they had a lot to talk about. Let me tell you guys, they had a lot to talk about. And they did talk about Gabby Hanna. I mean, Tana dropped a freaking bomb on everyone by calling out Gabby Hanna in this video. I mean, you know, Trisha said the first thing that Tana and her ever, 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 like way before this podcast ever bonded about was the fact that they both did not like Gabby Hanna. And um, they get into a conversation where they're talking about Shane Dawson and Tana is talking about all of the times where she felt like uncomfortable. She was working with adults and YouTube and some of the videos that she made certainly were not okay. She was like very young when she was filming a lot of these and the age gap between her and whoever she was collabing with was probably just really unacceptable. That's you know what she was saying to Trisha and Trisha totally agreed and named that you know, some videos that she was making with Shane Dawson were just not okay. And that's on him for making those videos that should not have ever been on Tana. It's not Tana's fault for, you know, thinking that was okay or being made to feel like that type of content was okay for, you know, her to be agreeing to. And they're basically talking about how promiscuous girls, girls that are flirty, whenever they come out and say something about someone or a situation that happened to them, people are less likely to believe them and like how fucked up that really is. But then Tana kind of gets into a story of her own saying that when she was like 17, 18, she didn't really know or really remember specifically how old she was, that at Playlist Live or some YouTube convention, there was an older guy that was flirting with her. And he was definitely not doing anything that was good by any means. That's what she was saying. She said nothing happened between the two of them. But I guess the things that he was saying or doing were definitely like crossing a line of some sort. And so she said that, you know, obviously this happened when she was 17, 18 and she's in her like 20s now. And so time has passed. But she said that after she had liked a shady tweet about Gabby Hanna being a nightmare to work with on Escape the Night, she coincidentally got a phone call about Gabby Hanna trying to allegedly sell a story about this particular situation, about an older YouTuber hooking up with Tana Mojo when she was younger, 18, like 17, 18, borderline age. And Tana is like, what the fuck? You know, like, what if this was something that was traumatizing to me and you're trying to sell this story like you guys when I heard this I was like freaking mind blown because what the actual fuck like that is messed up I was like I hope that's not true because if Gabby is out here trying to sell a story like that that's just weird to me I'm thinking so many things I'm like why don't you come out about the story at the time also, why are you trying to sell somebody else's story that is deeply personal? Why don't you talk to Tana directly if you feel like, you know, maybe if you just learned about the story and you think it's super messed up, maybe talk to her about it. See if it's true, you know, feel it out. Because Tana saying that this person and her didn't hook up, they were just like talking to her, that nothing ever happened. But 
you know, the things that he was saying weren't okay. Tana did also say that she was currently friends with this person, which when I talked about this in a video, people were like, how can she be friends with someone that was weird like this? Like that's a kind of a red flag. But you know, even Stella, I just hope this Gabby thing isn't true because when she said this, I was like, holy shit, there's just like no possible way I'm hearing this right because for Gabby to try and tell a story like this, oh no, 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 no. Like that just makes her look so bad and for what because tana liked a shady tweet i mean i would hope that wouldn't be the case but the whole thing is just so 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 weird to me but anyways you guys i do kind of want to give you guys a little minor update i guess on my life though before we get into it because the last episode i was telling you guys about my date that was coming up and i was talking to you guys about my friends and whatnot and well you know i got a life update so why not just like insert it here you know what i mean so basically in a funny life news i was facetiming one of my friends today and then all of a sudden i get this notification and it like honestly took my breath away i was looking at my phone for like a solid 10 seconds like in silence my friend was like did i say something wrong and i was like no 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 no. i just got this notification and i can't believe what i'm freaking looking at and it was my ex-boyfriend from before years ago you guys requesting to follow me and i was like what the fuck is this. This man did not really use social media. Like he had maybe like two followers on Instagram when we were together. And I was like, what the fuck? No, 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 It was so mind-bending. Like literally four years ago we dated and we hadn't talked since four years ago. And I really was hoping to keep it that way because the way that ended was not Mm, mm, mm. not good not good and um we broke up and he tried to like stay friendly ish and then it got very mean like he sent messages like thinking about you and then the next month he would send a message like listen like if you fucking want to hate me then you know just fucking tell me like all this stuff and then a couple months later he'd be like so i'm sorry about the previous message and then the last text he ever sent was like this long paragraph about how he like finally realizes that he was not so great to me and that you know he hopes I find someone better which is very very nice um at the time when I received that message I think I was still quite bitter about the situation so I didn't really respond to him and I didn't want to um so that's kind of where we left off and so when he requested a follow i was like my god i let it sit there like all day but then i got curious because i wanted to see like what he looked like just for shits and giggles and so i finally like accepted it and then followed him back so that i could see and then i get to his fucking instagram and it's just like nature photos and i was so disappointed you guys i was like are you fucking kidding me like i should have declined this because <laughs> i don't even get to see anything ridiculous you know that's that's that but anyways in date news um i went on my date 
on what was it sunday yeah i went on my date on sunday and it was cutie we went to brunch and then we like hung out like all day but you know what guys you know what i realized when i was on this date i was like oh my god i am like severely fucked up that's for sure because i'm sitting on this date and i'm like i think this guy like actually likes me and it's just weird because it's been a really long time since somebody has actually like liked me and like wanted to like me because I dated my ex for nearly four years and he didn't want to be in the relationship. He loved me for sure. I mean, he fell in love with me. It took a while, but he didn't want to do that. And he made that very clear from the beginning. He never wanted to be in a relationship. He didn't really ever want to get married or anything like that. Nothing, commitment, anything. Like he didn't want to be there. He always made it seem like, I fell in love with you and here I am. He said nice things like he was lucky to be with me and he was so happy and you know, all this stuff, don't get me wrong, but like it's been a really long time since someone has like really wanted to like date me and like like me and I don't know how to respond to that because I feel like I am so wound up after all these people like, ghosting me or treating me like shit that I am just in a place where I literally am kind of just like have all these walls up because I don't want to get hurt. And I'm also like in my head about, is this the one? Is this right? You know, what the fuck is going on? And this guy is so nice and he's like fun and cool. And I'm just kind of like, am I good? Cause I don't know if I like him and I can't tell if it's like, I don't like him because I don't want to like him because I don't want to get hurt or like, I don't like him. Like, I don't know. But also I feel like if I don't like him, I wouldn't actually hang out with him. Like I would just be like, nope, ghost. Because I, I have done that, but um, I have been hanging out with him, which is like a sign to myself that I, I must like him. But yeah, that's kind of the thing. Like we were cuddling and I was just like, God, like, I think I'm like a little, I got trauma. Like I am like just a little scared to initiate a kiss or be like touchy feely because I'm used to people being like not down for that or being like, ew, or, you know, so I think after like so long of someone really being weird with you initiating something, it's hard for you to incorporate that later when you're trying to be with someone else. But um, that's a personal thing. And um, yeah, hopefully things go well. You know what I mean, guys? Okay, anyways, let's get the fuck into Outer Banks because <laughs> I feel like I've been a little too deep tonight. A little bit too deep. Uh, so Outer Banks season two, if you guys have not watched it, I binged it all in one night. Every single motherfucking episode of season two, I binged it one night, stayed up all nighter with my mom. We watched it together last year when it came out. It came out last year, yeah, during the pandemic. I watched it with my boyfriend and his roommate and I fucking love the show so much. We all love the show so much and we watched it twice and I have been watching it nonstop. Like it is my comfort show. And so this time around, I was watching it with my mom because obviously I'm shingular Um, and we love loved it. I mean, we couldn't stop. So we were 
you know, hooked. We had to watch the whole thing. Um, and I was scared that I was going to get on TikTok and it was going to be spoiled for me. So I needed to watch it as soon as possible. I'll start off by like not saying any spoilers at first and then I'll give you guys a warning. But I literally did not expect anything this season. I never knew what was around the corner for them. I'm literally so happy that they set it up for a third season and I legit like cannot wait a whole year to see these people act again. Like I'm dying to see them get together. And I have to say like, I'm obsessed, obsessed you guys with the actors on this show. They seem obsessed with each other. And that is what I honestly love about them. They're off camera behind the scenes, Instagrams and videos and all this stuff. Like they're truly friends in real life. I know that Chase and Madeline are dating, but like they're friends with everybody else. And I'm just so in love with every single one of them. And also I've been rewatching season two already. Like I just constantly have it on comfort show, you know, through and through. I'm, ah, uh, I love it. And so I'm going to kind of get into some character breakdowns of this season, talking about every single person. And I'm probably going to give some spoilers away. So if you haven't watched the show, you probably don't want to hear about this shit. So yeah, here we go. Starting off with JJ. Oh my God, you guys, it's been JJ and, um, who else? Uh, Rafe, JJ and Rafe has become like everybody's number one freaking love on social media. When I go on TikTok, it's videos of JJ and videos of Rafe and everyone is like so hot for them. And I don't know what it is about Rafe this season, but, uh, uh, you guys jaw on the ground. Like, you know, he's freaking crazy. Like absolutely insane. Like a total psycho this season, but I'm in love with him. Like he's so hot this season. And so is JJ. I'm just a little shook by this, like a little shook by this. Um, so yeah, that's just my recent obsession lately is literally the two of them and seemingly everybody else. Yeah. Um, so besides JJ being super hot, beyond hot, I want him to be with Key so damn bad. And um, uh, everyone on TikTok agrees. Like there's been so many videos of like them being shipped together. And even in season one, people were shipping them together. But season two, I think heavily there are just like low key moments that they have in scenes together that made me like slightly think that maybe they will be together at some point in the show. And I think I read that they did an interview with the creator of the show and he said that he planned for the show to be like a five-ish season show. So they have it planned through. I really hope that it stays being as like twisty and turny, like you never know what's coming because that was like the best part about the first season. I remember just being like, what the fuck? Like I did not expect that at all in the second season. I felt that entirely throughout the whole thing. I was like on the edge of my seat and also... There were so many things that were unexpected that happened. And so I really hope that they keep that going. Um, but back to JJ and Key, I love them. I think they're so cute and I really want them to be together. And um, poor Pope, I must say, uh, Pope got hurt really bad by Key this season. And I think that she only ever really hooked up with him because she was either like on a high from happiness, like when John B came back and when they found out he was alive. But anytime she was like frustrated or really angry, she did not want to be around him. Like she was pushing him away for sure. And 
Yeah, that was just, um, I think he was kind of like her, woo, let's have fun kind of person and not like her actual go-to like emotionally, you know, she didn't look at him as like a lover. I think she has love for him. Obviously they're best friends, but I think actual like romantic wise, I don't think she's, you know, into it like that, which poor Pope, but people want him to end up with Cleo, who was the new character this season. I really, really love her. This scene where she gets hit by the car and then she gets in and she's like, Sarah, like, how did you make it out, girl? And like, <laughs> that was like the best. I, yeah, I love her addition to um, her becoming a Pogue. And I'm so excited to see, you know, what the fuck happens in the next season with her and um, kind of how her character is going to play out and like adapt. Like, are they going to go back to the Outer Banks? Are they going to stay on this mystery island? Like, what the heck is going to happen with all of them? But key this season, I've seen a lot of people are frustrated by her character because of the fact that literally everything could have been solved in episode two if she hadn't had, you know, fucked up ruining the evidence that they had. But obviously the show can't just like ends in episode two. So someone had to fuck up somehow and it was key there were so many intense moments this season like he almost drowning and you know sarah getting shot by rafe her literal brother all the surprises of who ended up being alive again holy fucking shit like i am still shook by all of it you guys um but something that literally broke my heart was he's parents i mean you know, she's being told by her mom and her dad, like, you are not a pogue. Like, you live on figure eight. Like, we have money and we worked really hard to provide this really nice life for you. And you are trying to throw that all away by hanging out with your friends and getting into trouble. And we don't want you to end up like them. We don't want you to end up, you know, in a really bad situation or in trouble when we really did our best and worked really hard so that you wouldn't have to ever be in trouble. And so I think that dynamic and that storyline is really, really hard. And God, it really sucks. I've seen a lot of people be like, her parents really annoyed me. And yeah, obviously they're really annoying because she is such a good friend um, and they can't really see how good of a person she is to her friends. Like she's so loyal and she loves them so hard and she is doing what's right for her friends. But obviously in terms of respecting her parents, it's not coming through and that's really hard. And that, it's a super frustrating thing to watch. Um, but Sarah, Sarah has the shittiest family. I mean, JJ's parents, well, his dad is an asshole, but Sarah's parents, holy I mean, well, Rose isn't her mom, but I feel so bad for her. And Wheezy, what the fuck? You guys, Wheezy is 18. This girl looks like she's 11 years old and she's 18 playing Wheezy. Um, the poor thing just gets left behind and is so out of touch with everything that's going on in the family, but it's probably for the best. But yeah, Sarah is shot by her brother, fooled to think it her dad died. I mean, everybody is a goddamn murderer in her freaking household. And that sucks. I feel so bad for her. Um, and the scene where, you know, she thinks her dad's dead and she looks at John B and he is like looking just like, mm-hmm, dang right, you went down with that ship. 
you kill my dad. So bye. And Sarah is literally bawling her eyes out, just looking at him. And like Topper comes to the rescue, uh, pain because it's like, so hard to deal with when like someone is like happy about someone dying and other person is in complete pain. Um, but yeah, that was hard to watch. And the other thing that I wanted to say was, um, Chase who plays John B and Maddie, um, Sarah are dating in real life. And he tweeted out that one of the days was super, super hard to film and he was like, you know, come back to this tweet when the show comes out and try to guess which scene this was. And he recently did an interview about season two and he was talking about how difficult it was to film the scene where Sarah gets shot by Rafe and, you know, he doesn't know if she's going to be making it out alive. And he's just crying, seeing her body like on this table. And I can't even imagine like acting alongside your significant other and like having to pretend they're dead. Like, the emotional roller coaster. I also just like watch the show and try to picture like, dang, like they're acting as if like they are them in the show and then they go home and they're like full on dating. It's just the craziest thing to me. I really wish I could see like their at home dynamic, like be a fly on the wall because the transition between acting together as lovers and then like being lovers, lovers in actual, you know, reality must be it's just so interesting to me. I don't know. Like imagine like calling your boyfriend like by a different name and like crying about something that like actually isn't real and then going home and then, you know, it's you're back in real life. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. So that's kind of that. Uh, obviously Rafe this season goes off the rails, but we learn that he's been this way since he was younger, which makes you think like he has mental health issues that were never dealt with. And Obviously, the family is to fucking blame. I don't know if they didn't want to get him help because they were like, we're too good for that because that seems to be the mentality with this family. It's like, cover everything up. We are perfect. And that's just so ridiculous. But Topper, you guys? A lot of people are like, wait a minute. I like Topper. Topper is really good this season. I'm like, I don't know about that. I do think that Topper loves Sarah. I think that's something that I realized last season when he did go into the church and see John B and Sarah and then decided to help them get out of the church. Topper trying to come back into her life, I think, was him taking advantage of her being in a really vulnerable state. And I didn't like how he was tracking her. I felt like it was a little obsessive and crazy and I didn't love that at all. But I do think that he cared about her. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. I don't love him, but he was nice. He was all right. He was better a little bit better. Now, obviously the crazy scene was at the end of the show. And I don't know, you guys, a lot of people are like the last scene. I can't believe it. Everybody that was dead is alive now. And I I don't know what to believe. Some people are like, oh no, it's a flashback with John B's dad. Like it's not real. He's not dead. Like he's not really alive. I'm like, I don't know, you guys, I don't know what to believe. And Limbry, the lady with the crutches, talking to him. People are like, oh my God, it's Sarah's mom. Oh my God, it's Sean B's mom. Like all this, all these theories. And I'm like, oh my God, not this, not this. I don't want her to be related to anybody. That's a mess and a half right there. I just have so many questions. So many fucking questions for the show. 
And I'm excited to see where they go with it. Like, I'm really excited. But I'm worried. And I've been seeing a lot of other people get worried about some theories. Um, people don't want it to get Riverdale-y. They don't want there to be, like, magical powers. They don't want there to be, you know, religion. Because, like, there's a cross and everything. And, like, I really don't want it to get magic involved and powers involved because some people are saying the bandana that John B has is magical. That's why Sarah lived. And that's why, you know, his alligator bite healed and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I don't want it to be like that. I want it to be a little bit more realistic than that, but I guess we will just have to freaking see. I definitely want to know if you guys have been watching season two. If you guys have not, I don't know why you just listened to me ramble about the show and spoil it all for you because now there's like literally no excitement. I mean, it's still good, but like, oh my God, you guys like, come on. Um, but if you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, you guys should watch the freaking show still. Um, let me know if you guys have. I dying to hear theories. I mean, I just keep like searching up Outer Banks, like interviews, things on TikTok because I just can't stop being in the world. I'm, I'm obsessed. Like I want to take a trip to Charleston because that's where they filmed, even though, you know, it's in Outer Banks and Outer Banks is not in Charleston. They filmed in Charleston and like, I just want to go see like where they filmed and stuff. And, um, anyways, I'm a loser like that. I just, the little things in life get me excited, but, um, yes, guys, let me know. Tweet me at no bleeps pod. Let me know what you guys think. You can email me at no bleeps pod at gmail.com. If you guys like this episode, you guys can rate it, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. You guys are truly the best ever. I started re-uploading these episodes onto my YouTube channel. So you guys can listen to it there as well. The no bleeps pod, my second channel. So yes, I hope you you guys have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you guys next week. I love you guys so much. Bye guys.